Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is always, always a pleasure coming your way here on this program, bringing you new paradigms for a new world, where we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and then Monday through Friday, uh, we are here from 8 to 9 a.m. bringing you these programs that uh, give you nine different guests, nine different opportunities uh, to hear nine different stories. I hope that you will tune into uh, one of them or all of them. And uh, we are very excited uh, with our special guest on the program today. We're going to be talking with him in just a moment. I uh, also want to let you know that these programs are streamed live at those times at richarddugan.com. And we uh, also um, are podcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player awesome. FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. Too many, too many to mention all at once here. Um, but we're also on YouTube where you can listen to and watch these conversations. And uh, we awesome. are um, also encouraging you to subscribe and click notification. I'm excited about, but I've always said the numbers are not the important part here okay it's the fact that people are listening and or watching the programs the podcasts if you will the conversations <clears throat> we um are on youtube as i said where you can watch these interviews click notification as well and if you'd like to support the work we're doing financially we would be ever so grateful we have a paypal account it's there for your security as well as ours and um put in richard at richarddugan.com that's the email address to insert when they ask to whom are you sending? And then we ask that you take some time during this, the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, to spend time going within and listening to that still small voice. And uh, now that you've heard all of that and my rather loud voice, um, uh, Saudu Kanti is my guest. Uh, Bliss Love is his acronym or his AKA, if you will. He's uh, an immigrant from uh, uh, Sierra Leone, and he came to the United States at the age of three. And uh, he is, am I correct? You are more than just a musician. Uh, you are you are sharing your story, if you will, through the work and the music that you are producing. And we're here to talk, of course, about a couple of uh, songs that we're going to feature here on the program today. Welcome to Thank Tell you. Me Your Story. Richard, thank you for having me today. I'm grateful to be here, and um, I, um, I I thank God that I'm able to be here with you guys today. Um, the music that I, I were presenting today is something that has been pushed through me from the heavens above because um, something that happened to me back in 2017, I wasn't supposed to be here, and that event caused me to wake up because a lot of us are asleep in, in this day and age because of, you know, life in general and social issues and media and whatnot. But that incident back in 2017 was the catalyst to why I created this music and why I got back into creating music, because it's something that I've always wanted to do and something that I've done in the past. But like a lot of people on this planet, we fall asleep because we're so inundated with too much of what's going on around us and so i'm grateful to be here with you to talk about this situation and talk about this amazing music and um hopefully inspire some other people to also wake up because you've got the blue chip inside you and you're very special and that's what this is all about 
Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, uh, an event uh, that we will refer to, of course, as a near-death experience. I'm always fascinated because my first thought, and I thought this uh, following my my eldest sister's passing in 2022, uh, the end of March, my father's passing at the end of uh, at the beginning of March 2023. My best friend of 53 years passing on May 1st of 2023 and several others. My first thought has usually been. I wonder what what they're experiencing now. What, what are they going through from that standpoint? It fascinates me. And interestingly enough, my friend. I interviewed a born again Christian who induced out-of-body experiences, which are not the same, but there's a similarity where he left his body. He chose to do that, to have that experience. Can you share with us that particular experience? First of all, how did you, forgive me for putting it this way, how'd you wind up in a near-death experience of all things? I don't really know. And so the doctors don't really know. Actually, at the end of the entire situation, the um, the blood doctor would come in towards the end of my stay and ask me questions about uh, hereditary causes or whatever I took or things that I may have eaten or substances that I may have consumed. And nothing added up to them and nothing added up to me because I was in my eyes, a perfectly normal person that was working out hard every single day, eating right, taking care of myself, doing nothing abnormal that I didn't do prior. And then one day I was laying in bed and I had this pain in my chest that I couldn't take a full breath. And so it felt like sharp, hot knives and all sides of my chest. So I drove myself to the hospital actually. And that's the crazy part is when the pain started, I thought, okay, this is new. This isn't something I'm used to. I should get to the hospital because I wasn't used to it. So I rushed myself to the hospital because it wasn't too far. And once I got to the hospital, parked the car. And the funny thing is I parked the car in a two-hour space in front of the hospital on a busy street. And I was in the hospital for, in that hospital for 30 days straight. And I came out of the hospital. And the funny thing is, is I didn't have a ticket. My car wasn't towed. I didn't have many tickets. It's almost like God was watching over me because he knew that something bigger was going to happen afterwards because I walked out to a car sitting in the same spot where it should have been towed because it had been sitting there for a month. And there was not a ticket whatsoever on the car, and the car was still sitting there. And that in itself was the sign for me, like, okay, you know what? Even though I feel like I'm less of a human being right now because physically I'm broken, mentally I'm broken, because I have what's called an infarcted lower left lobe. So that means the lower half of my left lung tissue was starved of oxygen while I was in the hospital. So it doesn't work anymore. So I came out of the hospital with one and a half lungs, not two. And I also lost about 25 to 26 pounds of muscle mass while I was in the hospital. So I was very weak and very fragile and mentally broken. And so spiritually, I just didn't know where I was going to go in life in general at that point. And so 
I really had to just dig deep at that point and go, okay, I don't want to stay here. This isn't a place that I want to live mentally for the rest of my life, spiritually, physically. Um, I wasn't going to accept the fact that this happened to me. You know, I said to myself, okay, I got that get rich or die trying mentality where I was going to work as hard as I could to get better because while I was in the hospital, the doctor told me, he said, the reason why you didn't die when you got here was because you were very physically fit. And I went, wow, okay. I took a mental note to that while I was laying in that bed. He said that to me the first week, but then as I laid there, I prayed that I would get out of there. I thought I was gone, but I got out, but that stuck with me. So when I got out of the hospital, it took me two years plus to just do a push-up. I mean, imagine a guy that would do 50 to 60 to 70 push-ups easily, regularly. Now I can't even do one. Mm. So that is going doing something to my psyche, my mental, my spirit, my body. I mean, I am just crushed as a person. But I think of the bigger picture of what is my life going to be? What sort of job am I going to have? What sort of you know activities am I going to do? Like what sort of relationships are gonna, am I going to have now? Because now I'm feeling like, wow, before I had this physical ability where I felt like I could accomplish so much. Now I felt in such a deficit where I'm going, okay, now I feel like I understand where somebody that's in a wheelchair or somebody that's got less of a, physical ability than myself, how they probably feel. Because at that point I felt like, wow, I think I'm done for, but I wasn't going to accept that because I knew deep down inside there was more for me to give more for me to do in this life. And so I just dug deep and I made sure that I didn't have any bad energy around me. Because I knew that I had to take care of myself and I had to do this thing alone because at the end of the day, no one else around me can really help me with this other than coddle me or just kind of comfort me through it. So, I mean, I learned this from my mother. So she was a very independent, very strong woman. And, you know, growing up with her is how I was able to get through this because how she raised me is why I was able to get through this. And I was able to dig deep and go, okay, hey, you know what? It's that sort of get rich or die trying mentality. We're going to get through this or we're going to die trying, but we're not going to stay here. And Sadu that's Conti. just what I told Sadu Kanti is my guest. Bless Love is his acronym, if you will, is AKA, as we like to say. Uh, we're talking about some beautiful music we're going to feature here on the program, which happens to be Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. Uh, Sadhu Kanti is my guest, and uh, we are talking about some mu special music that he has created that uh, was released yes. around Valentine's Day. And uh, I'm I'm really yes. excited to have you on the program. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. You uh, were sharing with us, of course, your <clears throat> your near-death experience and then some uh, and uh, from what I understand, I would love for you to talk about this uh, because I have, I don't want to say it's a real, real close uh, relationship or connection with my mother. I'm not saying that it's distant either. It's just that 
I know that there are a lot of people that that I, I'm, for example, I think of uh, what was it? Carrie Fisher and her mother, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, they were so tightly connected. They passed away. What was it within a day or so of each other? Something like that. And that's how connected they were. They they were almost inseparable in one fashion. But I've had conversations of late with my mother since my father's passing, her husband of almost 62 years. And um, you have a similar kind of connection. Uh, you talk about also, and I'd love for you to elaborate on this aspect of uh, maternal wisdom, which is at the core of the musical Odyssey, it's a very profound influence of, yeah. if I'm correct in this pronunciation, Mama Sab uh, Sabra. Mama Sabra. Mama Sabra. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, First it's, of all, tell me about her. Oh man! Wow, she is the um, <laughs> she's the reason why I'm who I am today. Um, she is the reason why I think the way I think, the way I move, the way I move, and why I have this. Um, strength within myself that no one can really break because watching her live life and help people and nurture people and stand so strong throughout all of it and never did she succumb to the social structure of I need to be like everyone else. She never put herself in the matrix of I need to feel comfortable or make other other people feel comfortable. No, she, in the sense that she didn't, she was just herself. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. She was just herself and that's it. And she was solid and she loved people. She nurtured people. People loved her. She lived a great life. I saw somebody that lived a, such a balanced, intellectual, beautiful life that I knew that it's very possible. I don't need anybody else to be amazing or to love myself or to know that I'm okay because I have the blue chip inside me. She told me something years ago. She said, I became a doctor. It took me 10 years. And so whatever it is that you want to do, if it takes you 10 or if it's 20 years, son, do what you want to do because life is about the journey. The journey is what makes you who you are. It's not about the end result because so many times in life, people go to college, they go get their degree, and it's like, all right, we're done. I've got my degree. I don't need to stop learning. I've got this thing. I can walk through life and go, I've got this piece of paperwork, and now I'm this person, and that's that. She didn't do that. She became a doctor, but still was always learning after the fact, and still tutoring after the fact, and still nurturing after the fact. She never went I've got this piece of paper and I'm done. She went, I've got this, but I'm still learning this and I'm still teaching everybody down below because everybody down below still matters and everybody in between still matters. And that's what I saw. I saw that happen in real time in my life with this amazing woman that just gave and learned and gave. And so that's the beautiful gift that was gifted to me by her, by watching her just live life and having so many people just want to be within her care because of that. Mm. And so that in life, after I came out of the hospital, I knew I woke up because so many times in life, people are asleep. Society makes people go to sleep. Relationships, life in itself, 
people fall asleep on their gifts, their talents, who they are, and they do not really push themselves because they say, society says I shouldn't really do this. They say I should get this job and do this thing and do that. Yes, you should have a good job. Yes, you should take care of your family. Yes, you should. But you should also dig within yourself and not succumb to what other people think you should do. Do what you want to do because there's a purpose in all of us. But we don't all live within a purpose. We all live within a construct that's been made for us. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's that's a sad thing that we all really truly live in. And so I learned that through her. And I'm so blessed that I was gifted that by her because to watch her do that is why I'm who I am today. And it took a long time because I felt like for many years I was fighting this energy of, what she instilled because again we're this is not a very long program but there's a part in my life where what she was doing with me intellectually architecting myself and then it kind of broke it broke and then at the time it broke is when i stopped that sort of energy with it and so we'll get into that a, a little deeper but she's an amazing lady she's an amazing lady and i wish she was still here for you guys to meet her because man um when you when you think of unconditional when you think of very powerful when you think of simplistic power and a very intellectual level that you cannot move break in any sort of way that was her but she still had the same power to love and nurture and take the time to listen and have conversations. And that was the most powerful thing I watched her do is just the simplistic movements of just life. And that is something that we all take for granted and we don't pay attention to because we're so inundated with so much. We're going to take a pause here. We're going to take a listen to a song that you've written. Uh, I'd love for you to give us the background on this song uh, that is uh, entitled A Thing Called Love. Now, I'm familiar with a song by that title that predates me. Uh, but is this an original piece that you, because my understanding is you cannot copyright the names of books and songs and movies and things of this nature. Uh, tell us, give us a background on, uh, on this. So the song, a thing called love is an original song written by me. Um, maybe the title's not original, but we'll spell it differently. So it's original, but yes, it's an original track. It's uh, originally sung by me, arranged by me, a melody all by myself, but there's an amazing cat named um, Astro Guillotine. I met him. He finished the track for me because I was going to do another verse, but something told me I need somebody to do a verse on it, rap on it, but do it the right way. Mm -hmm. And he did it the right way. Okay, and would you would you do me a quick favor? What is his name again? Astro Guillotine, also known as Mr. Tsunami. <laughs> okay, I know, well, right? I hope he's I, he, I hope he's kinder than the French guillotines that we've seen uh, in the is, movies. <laughs> he is an amazing kid. He's an, when I say kid, I, I say that, but he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. You know, God brought us together. I don't work with a lot of people musically. It's one of those things where I'm very private with it, or I just work with certain people that really, really love what they do. 
because sometimes in this music business, it's a lot of people do music. Sometimes they just say they're doing it or just do it for the chicks or whatever. I could tell this when I met him, he really loved his craft and I needed somebody who really loved their craft. So, but I needed somebody like him. I was going to do another verse on it. And I thought, yeah, I could do another verse, but I need somebody who's going to hit it a different way. And so while I was working, uh, do I have enough time to talk about this for a second? or do we Go do for it. Go for it. Oh, so I was working and I was working at Beverly Hills Hotel uh, with a client. I was sitting in the SUV going inside to go pick him up. But something told me to go inside by the bar. And then he came walking by. And when he did, at that moment, I went, that's it. He's the kid. So then we shook hands. When we shook hands, I knew that then and there. We exchanged phone numbers a couple weeks later. Brought him into the studio, and magic happened, and it was out of my hands. And that's when when that magic happened is when people talk about that moment where you should walk through the fear and just let it happen. My fear at that point was letting somebody come into the studio, be a part of the music that I've always done by myself, and then having somebody else do that. So I had to in that second because the day he came in. I was going to cancel that appointment and just go myself and not have him do it because I was thinking to myself, what am I doing? I'm having some stranger come into the studio and do all that. But something said, Sai, stop. That was the point where I had to go just push through this fear. And when I pushed through that fear, which is a common thing that we all do, amazing happened. And I knew amazing was going to happen. I had, those, I had the butterflies in my belly. Like literally that entire day, I had a weird feeling. But that weird feeling is something I said, okay, this is the test. And you need to push through this. Because if you don't, like many times in the past, when you haven't, you've gone as a deficit. We have to push through it. And I pushed through it. And amazing happened. And so I thank God that I was able to reach down deep within. And again, from Mama Sabra and go, hey, this is okay. Let's make this happen. And it happened and amazing happened. And I'm so grateful that he's a part of the track now. Well, let's take a listen as we take another pause here on Tell Me Your Story. I think we got something, y'all. I think we got some. You know, classic, I met this cat some time back, and let me tell you, when I felt this cat's energy, we didn't do a whole lot that night, but I knew one thing, that's for sure, I was going to meet this brother again, and when we met again, we were going to make a classic, we were going to create something special for y'all, we were going to do something that makes you guys go, damn, it's, he's, he's real, alright, when you feel that energy, when you go somewhere, and you feel something, and you just, it's undeniable, you just can't describe what it is, don't question it, just go with it because It's just a thing called love It's just a thing called love Just a little thing called love It's just a thing called love Just a little thing called love A thing called love Just a little thing called love A thing called love I don't know if I've been Oh, God. 
that make you cry out. Just the little things that make you cry out loud and the things that make you smile out loud. Just the things that make you say, oh damn. Just the little things that make that man. Just the little things that make that boy. Do the things to that other little boy. Just the little thing called love, brothers and sisters. I had to go get it up out of the mud. Pops taught me respect, loyalty. My mama taught me how to love. Running the street like the pain in the middle. Ain't decking no shots, I done came out the dribble. We done grew big, had to start with a little. I say I'm blessed, but it's never that simple. I've been lost, had to find it. Contract whack, I won't sign it. I know my granny look down on me now. Let baby boy keep grinding. Pushing, working, out fulfilling my purpose. You know the world is my stage, and I'ma turn up until they close the curtains. Fruits of my labor from my family tree. She gon' keep solid for no one but me. Manifest everything, that's why I leave. That's all right now when I know when it rings. It's just a thing called love. Just a little thing called love. It's just a thing called love. Just a little thing called love. A thing called Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm here with uh, my very special guest. I like uh, I like the uh, AKA uh, Blessed Love. Uh, we uh, were just listening to a thing called Love. You have another song too uh, that uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about, if we can, uh, and that yes. is Baby I Know. Uh, that's another one that you've newly released. Now, are both of these available on YouTube? They're both available on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, any other platform that you want to download music on. They're they're available anywhere. Go get it and listen to it, love it, and have a good time. All right. Well, we'll listen to that one at the end of this uh, this little segment, and uh, I want to I want to get back into some of this other wonderful information, uh, insight, uh, wisdom uh, that Mama Sabra gave you. We were talking on a previous interview, I was anyway, uh, about, about this conversation of, regarding wisdom. We do a series uh, at 9 a.m. on Wednesdays uh, on Tell Me Your Story, uh, Streams of Consciousness. And uh, this woman has written a book uh, about uh, streams of consciousness and uh, the fact that she's put together or has been given 12. I'm sorry. Okay. You said streams of consciousness? Correct. Streams of consciousness. Her name okay. is Lumari. And uh, our program okay. uh, that, uh, that, that airs on Wednesday had to do with the stream of wisdom. I'm curious as to the wisdom that uh, Mama Sabra shared. Uh, timeless advice, as, as you uh, have, have shared with us here. Uh, and especially, I, I love the, uh, the, the quote here that I have. No matter how long it takes to accomplish your dream, just go 
for it. My father's wisdom worded a little differently. Uh, my late father. Find something you love doing because you're going to be doing it for a long time. Now he adds the preface uh, or the suffix, I should say, because don't get stuck like me. Now, my father didn't stay stuck. He went to college, got his computer programming degree, etc. I have been fortunate at the age of actually earlier than that, but officially, if you will, at the age of 19, I still remember my first day at a radio station, August 29th of 1979. And I've been in this business ever since. Took a little hiatus for a year or two back in the 90s, but could not stay away. And it's just something I love doing. And it actually distracts me, if you will, or maybe not so much distracts me. It gets me refocused on what's important. How about you and this advice that uh, Mama Sabra gave you? Talk to us a little bit about that for you, your life's purpose and, and how you, how you found that and, and what that means to you, knowing that you have followed her advice. Thank you for asking that question. Cause it's a really, actually really important question. I've, um, it means a lot. Thinking about way back when I think as early as I can, she's always mentored me to be better than I can be always mentored me to make sure that I knew I could push myself to whatever limits I wanted to. And I remember coming home from the earliest grades, summer school at home with mom, because she was teaching me eighth and ninth grade math in the fifth grade. And I would have workbooks at home. And that was my home when I would come home. And that was my, you know, my surroundings. And I remember going to uh, museums with her when I was a really young kid, five, six, seven years old. And we had this sort of communication relationship where I would sit in this room, in this museum, and I would, with a piece of uh, paper and my pencil, and all these grown-ups walking around me. Normally, you put a kid that young and on the floor in a room of grown-ups, this kid's probably not going to listen very much or not. But her and I had this communication thing, and that's the thing. Her and I had this communication thing where my concentration was trying to mimic that painting with this pencil and paper at that very young age. And that's how focused she had me very back then. And so at a very young age, she taught me the value of purpose, but I didn't know what that was back then. I just knew that she was pushing me to be smart. She was pushing me to be better than I could be the day before. Had no idea till years later when it hit me, you know, and as life was progressing, I always felt like there was a thing I had to do, but then life was going on and you know, things were going on and I didn't quite grasp it, but I always knew it's like, you're going to be in this position where you're going to be talking to people about something positive at some point. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. And something told me like, you're going to be in a church, nah, Saturday, whatever, well, you're going to talk to people. But then I'm going in this other direction because again, life happened with her and my father and that whole relationship where I was 
being, um, I guess you could say, getting ready for this intellectual world of progress, that broke at some point. And when that broke, and I think back now, because just, you know, a few weeks ago, I said to myself, when did everything kind of go off the rails? It was when they broke up. When they broke up is when that thing mentally broke up for me. And so then I was still stuck with this mental structure that she gave me. And I was living with my father and I was doing this thing with my father. But I was this other kid because she had me way up here and I was with my father. And it's like, whoa, I'm kind of lost now. What do I do? So I kind of dumbed myself down because I had to fit in in a way. Because my father wasn't like her. My father was him. And so everything I was around with him wasn't the same structure that was with her. And so I had to figure out a way to fit into this other construct that I now am in because they're not together anymore. And so that's when things kind of went different for me but i always had that structure that she laid down for me and she always gave me and she always instilled in me so as life progressed and i would go through certain situations i always had that base where i could pull from and rise through whatever situation that i was in because she gave me that for many years ago and so i could fit in in any situation i look like me but i can fit in anywhere it doesn't matter where i'm at who i'm around doesn't matter what race color, financial structure, I'm going to fit in because it doesn't matter what we look like. It matters who we are. And that's what she taught me. It doesn't matter who we look like. It matters who we are. And that's the thing that she always taught me from way back then, this young black kid from Sierra Leone that came here that she gave all this to. I've always been able to fit into many different social constructs because of what she gave me. And that's the beautiful thing that she gave me is that I've always felt comfortable in my own skin, no matter where I'm at. Period. We're and talking with uh, blessed love and we're talking about uh, the music that he has released around Valentine's day. Actually, it was released. Uh, this mm -hmm. particular, this particular song entitled a thing called love. We have another mm -hmm. song uh, that we're going to feature here in just a few moments uh, called baby. I know. And we'll talk about that when we get back here on tell me your story. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, along with my very special guest, Blessed Love. I love that uh, as his, uh, it's his AKA, always, also known as, if you will. Uh, Sadhu Kante is his uh, name from Sierra Leone. Uh, and I'm going to plead ignorance when it comes to geography on this on this one. Where is, where, where is Sierra Leone? It's, it's along the West Coast. Uh, below Nigeria, uh, below Ga Guinea, and right above the Ivory Coast. So right in that little pocket. So in that little pocket there. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you so gone right back? Under, have you gone back often? Yes. Yeah. Do you not often? But I've been. Do you miss not being there, or is it? Hey, it's just the place I was born and raised. Um, I don't miss not being there because well. Let me, let me phrase it this way. I don't miss it because I wasn't raised there, but I know it because I stay connected to it. Hmm. So that is my family. That's everything that I was birthed from. So no, I don't miss it because America is what raised me. 
I was mm-hmm. raised in California, and but I know California is my home. But I also know that those are my roots, and those are my people, and that's my family. And I and because again, because of Mama Sabra, <laughs> mm. I stayed very connected to that family because she was the reason why I did that. Man. If it wasn't for this woman, I'm telling you, man, if the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today is because of her. I I feel like all of what has happened to me in life, no matter what, I am continuing the work that she's was doing prior to her passing, which is connecting with people to wake people up, to make sure that they have the blue chip and that's it. And that's all. Cause at the end of the day, every person has what they need inside them and, she made sure of that. So, yeah. Um, if I could tell you a quick story, please, a really quick story. Please. So, <clears throat> it'll tie it all in together. My father and her broke up in, when I was in the sixth grade. I had to go live with one of my dad's friends in San Jose, and he wouldn't let her take legal custody of me at the time because they, she wasn't my birth mother. She was a beautiful Jewish woman, and I was raised by a Russian Jewish woman who was to the moon so the last day i saw her was graduating the sixth grade i was on a greyhound bus i went to san jose to go live with one of my dad's friends that's the last time i thought i was ever going to see her god had a different plan so she moved from sacramento down to la to france and came back and went back to sacramento i went to san jose my dad came home we came back to sacramento moved all over sacramento i went to you know, junior high school, high school, graduated high school. I was, I think, 21 at this time in the same grocery store that we used to shop at when I was a kid. Is I was a Mountain Dew guy. I was driving around this Mountain Dew Hummer when Frappuccino first hit the market. And I had to go to this Albertsons that we both used to shop at as when I was a kid. I wasn't thinking I was going to run into her that day, but she was there. And life happened again, because at that time, life was going crazy for me because I didn't have my best friend. I didn't have my woman. I didn't have that peace. She wasn't there. But she saw me going in in and out of the store, loading up the truck, but I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. She didn't know if it was me, because the last time she saw me, I was graduating with sixth grade, so a little kid. Now I'm, you know, six foot tall, little blonde fro. She doesn't know if it's me. She's walking out the store thinking... Hey, is that my kid? Because I'm her, her only child. She, she, she didn't have any other children. She never had any kids. I was her only child. So she came out of the store as fast as she could because this is the story she told me. And I truly believe it. She yelled out my name. And the second she yelled out my name, Richard, I knew at that point my life was going to be okay because at that point my life was kind of topsy-turvy. I had a, just had a son. I was in a crazy relationship. I just moved out of my dad's house that him and I weren't getting along. I was just this rebellious young man who was trying to do right at the same time. I just had a son. I was going through a whole lot. You know, my ex was going through a whole lot of issues. I'm not going to put that on, you know, the radio waves right now because that's her life. But I was going through a lot at the time and I didn't know how I was going to handle it. And all of a sudden, my balance came back in my life, and it was her. Life circumstance happened. She moved from Sacramento to L.A. to France and back and back. And I did my move around, and we moved back to the same neighborhood. And we didn't know it. We both lived in the same neighborhood for years. 
and I got a job and she saw me and I left an $80,000 truck wide open, unlocked, because I had the keys in my hand. I was opening the truck, about to drive away. And she walked out and yelled at my name. And I, at that point, just knew, you know, life's going to be okay again because I, I, I got my best friend back. I got my peace back. And, and at that point, um, you know, I was at her house every single day, obviously, and, you know, if, if I wasn't at work, I was with her. If I wasn't doing anything else, I was at her house, cleaning her house, helping her out, because that's just when I knew everything happened for a reason. When that day happened as one of those moments in life when I went, okay, something bigger than me is happening. And I knew that because of her, but again, I just went, okay, I left this truck open. I got fired that day, by the way. No. I got fired that day because I left a Hummer truck with the truck bed full of ice and Frappuccino and Mountain Dew sitting in the parking lot of Albertsons. And I didn't give a shit. Why? Because my best friend was back in my life. I hadn't seen her since the sixth grade. And now I'm 21, 22 years old and we just run back into each other. Nothing else mattered to me at that point. I went, we, her and I jumped in her car. We went back to her house. We looked at pictures of my family back in Sierra Leone that my father didn't even show me. So she was the person that connected me back to my family back in Sierra Leone. She was the person that made me whole again. And I, uh, everything I know now happens for a reason, no matter what, no matter how crazy it is, no matter how bad it is, no matter how great it is. I just stay calm in the moments now because it's not about me. And I know that. Nothing is about me. Sometimes moments just need me to come in and watch. Sometimes moments might need me to come in and do a little bit. Maybe the moment might need me to come in and take control. I don't know, but it's not about me. It's about the moment and what the moment needs for everything else around me because it's not about me. And now when that happened is when the true healing started. And, you know, those moments like that with her, because a lot of things like that with her prior to that day happened. So when that happened that day, I thought, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Life's going to be okay. No matter what happens from this day forth, I'm a grown man now. Because when I left her, I was in, just graduated in the sixth grade. But now I'm a grown man. And I thought to myself, before I saw her, I'm going to be fucked. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to be screwed. But now that we met again at that grocery store, I knew, okay, I'm going to be okay. Because... I'm complete again. And no matter what happens moving forward, I've got my girl back. Well, I have to say that, you know, uh, I, I've made it uh, abundantly clear that I don't have, I have some answers. However, those answers, they tend to change over time, especially in the context of interviews such as this. Uh, I am trying to figure it out just the same as you are. Uh, I'm a grown man who is, uh, from time to time feeling like that little kid. Uh, yeah. when, when my, uh, when my father passed away, I felt like that little kid. I feel that way when I'm actually listening for, or wanting to feel some impression from him, which I do get. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes when I'm talking with my mother on the phone, I still feel like that little kid. But at the same time, I also know, too, that there are times when I can tell my mother, she's just getting a little weary yeah. of 
and I'm sort of sapping her energies. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I, I, I pick up on that. I'm going, Hey, well, you know, this has been great. I will talk to you later and uh, have a beautiful day. I love you and um, ha have a great day. And you know, we, we go on our way. Yeah. And yet she has given me advice as you have received from mama Sa Sabra. And, yes. uh, uh, I still, like I say, remember the advice of my my father over the years. Uh, it's it's just really profound. We're going to take a quick break here. I want to have you give us a real quick uh, synopsis here, if you will, of the song, uh, Baby. Um, Baby, I yes. T tell us tell us about that song, how that came about, uh, the backstory. So. Um, <clears throat> so when I go to the studio, I don't really sit down and write a song. I, I wait till the powers that be say, go to the studio and sing. And so when I do that, I come up with a track. So I only do that. I'm only, I'm only able to do that with other amazing producers that allow me to be myself and I allow them to be them because at the end of the day, I'm not here to tell the producer what to do. And I don't really think they should tell me how to sing and do what I do because <laughs> I, 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 I don't, it's just how I feel the process should really go. Um, because otherwise you're, you're just kind of, you know, you're working. And at the end of the day, for me, I, I want to go in and have fun and make this thing beautiful and have a great time with it. And that's when amazing happens. And so when I'm able to go in the studio and make that happen, it's great. So I met this cat named Classic a year prior. And then I knew he was the guy because I was in a, rec a recording contract a couple years back for two years. Sat for a while because the people weren't great. They weren't amazing. But, hey, God bless them. Hope they're going to be amazing in the future. But I knew that I just had another purpose. So once I was out of that contract, that two-year contract, and I had an opening, again, this was after, you know, I had what happened to me. I'm thinking to myself, who am I to be in this 40s to create music mm -hmm. and try to put it out? That's my, my thought process behind the whole thing isn't I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be a mogul or whatever it is no this is just a conversation piece to go okay you know what you were almost dead this is a conversation piece to go hey you've got a lot more to give let's push this out there and see what conversations we can have with it if i go on tour with amazing people awesome if i do shows around town great if i do a national tour awesome whatever God and whatever the energy brings it because I've allowed the energy to just do itself. I haven't pushed this envelope. There have been people that wanted to work with me, but I said, you know what? No, it's not the right situation because the music has to speak for itself. Without this music, I'm going to be okay. But I knew that I had something from years prior that I had to do. And so I'm doing that and letting it speak by its own. So if people love the music, awesome. And whatever that brings, However, that makes me have to perform or do my thing and travel. I'm here to do that because that's why I did the music. So it's not, hey, this guy's 47 years old. He's going to be, he's trying to be a rock star. No, I'm 47 years old and I'm still talented enough to make this type of music, but I'm also talented enough to do other things. So let's open up the conversation and talk about that too, because if I'm able to do this, what else am I able to do? So let's talk about that. 
And that's really what this is about. And if the music takes me to some astronomical astronomical place, awesome. Mm -hmm. If it makes me more money to buy a few houses for my family or whatnot, awesome. Whatever it brings me, I'm going to be grateful for it. And I'm going to be humble to it. And I'm going to invest it wisely. And that's just what it is. So this doesn't come from a place of, this guy thinks he's all that and he's just going to jump into the music business and do this great thing. No, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And whatever that is, it's my journey and I'm enjoying it right now. And if you guys are enjoying it, I'm going to continue to make great music and whatever doors that opens up along the way, let's open those doors up and keep having this conversation this way. Absolutely. Sadhu Kanti is my guest. The song we're going to listen to now, of course, as he's been talking about is, uh, Baby, Baby I know. I know. Yes. And we'll be back. When you with know more. you've met the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll be back <clears throat> with more in just.
Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, along with Sutter Conti. He is also known, a.k.a. as uh, Blessed Love. And uh, right. we are very blessed to have you on the program today. We're here. We are here to change the world. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, they said, no, 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 don't take on such a big thing. That's too much. Take it in little bites, you know, just little things. I'm just, All right. Well, I'm 63 now. I want to change the world <laughs> and I know it's a big thing, but I'm not yeah. alone. See, that's the, th that's the difference. Back then you're I not, was not told not. that I was not alone. Uh, but I know now that I am not alone and there are many, many other people who want to change the world for the better. And I also recognize everybody's better is different and that's fine. That is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. I would that's like to ask you before we, before we wrap up here, um, can you give me a little a little background on your name, Sandu Kanti? Is is a meaning uh, uh, that uh, a focus and so forth, or is it AKA blessed love? <laughs> so I'm named after my grandfather, and my father was the firstborn son and the firstborn child of my grandfather's clan of kids. Um, and then I, or, or litter of kids, I should say. And then I was the firstborn son and firstborn child of my father's litter of kids. So I was blessed with my grandfather's name in the family. And he, my grandfather was basically the king of everybody. He was, he ran everything. He ran it all in Sierra Leone. He had multiple wives. Um, he built the house with the family and the young men that everybody lived in. You know, he architected all of it. He, um, he was a diamond miner. He worked for the power plant. He made sure that everybody was taken care of and at home. And when we went back to visit when I was 10 years old, for the two weeks that I was there with him, he would take me on these walks and talk with me about these things that I didn't know what he was talking about. I had mm. no idea. Because I'm this kid, you know, I'm an Americanized child. All I wanted to do was put a penny in a bubblegum machine and get three bubblegum balls and go do my thing and go pitch the baseball that I was pitching and do the thing that I was doing. Mm -hmm. But now I'm in the country that I was born in, and now I see the kids, how they live, and how everybody's living. But he's got everybody taken care of, and he says to me, okay, we're going to go for these walks. I'm going, okay. I'm walking with him and we're walking for hours and talking to him. He's telling me all these things and I had no idea, but it, it started to hit me when I was in my twenties because there was a purpose of why he did that. And so everything mm -hmm. happened for a reason. And he was an amazing man. Mm -hmm. um, he was an amazing man that took care of everybody. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was his job. His job was to make sure everybody was okay because he took that role on. And so now again, my mother, Mama Sabra, became friends with my entire family back then. Not just my father, but my entire family. Mm -hmm. So she was a Peace Corps student. She was a teacher there. She made friends with my entire family. And then I, because of her, was connected to my family and understood who I am. And 
that's just how deep this goes is she made sure that I stayed connected, even though I was raised here, even though I came here, even though I was an American, I had all these Americanized mentalities and things. No, when I would go home, if I wanted something, say I wanted a remote control car, because that's what I really liked. She'd buy it for me, but it was like, okay, you've got to go clean the yard. You've got to go fix that part of the fence. You've got to do this. You've got to do that and do that. And then you can play with this remote control car. You can't just have it. Even though she was a doctor, she made the money, she could say, here, take it, go, run, play. That's not how I was raised. I was raised to, okay, hey, mom, I want this thing. Okay, you want that? Cool. Now you're going to go wash this entire living room floor by your hands. And you're going to also do all this. And you're going to clean all of that. And that's what I learned is the value of that. And so, yeah, yeah, and that's how I was raised. And that's what today drives me to be who I am because she instilled those traits in me of, listen, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money someday. But at the end of the day, that money does not make you at all. Well, we need, to, we need to pause here because uh, we're fast running out of time and I only have a couple minutes Not left to ask you Sorry. the final three questions. No, no, no. It's just fine. I'd love to have you back to talk more about all of this as well. Uh, but I want to, I, I want to uh, ask you the three final questions I ask all of my guests and just remind everybody you're listening to tell me your story. And you've sort of dovetailed into the first of those three questions. And with the last couple of minutes left, the first of those three is who is Sadhu Kanti? Who is Saidu Kante? Saidu Kante is a person that believes and knows that he has the blue chip inside him and that no matter what in life, my purpose is not about me. It's about continuing to learn and continuing to teach and continuing continuing to stay humble no matter what. That's who I am because that's truly why we're here. We're here to share information with each other. We're here to learn and to teach each other, not to gatekeep information, because at the end of the day, that's just a bunch of BS. We're here to learn and to teach. That's who we are. But we get too caught up in Prada, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and all this other crap, (laughs) and Cadillac, and BMW, and Mercedes, and all this other crap, and whatever makes you look good and feel good, because we're all trying to get laid. But at the end of the day, dude... None of that crap really matters. Yeah. But we all carry it in our lives yeah. so much that we forget the moment. And right. the moment is when you meet somebody and you talk to somebody and you have a simple conversation. That person may not have as much money as you, may not be from the same social construct as you, mm-hmm. may not be from the same neighborhood that may be as hard as yours. But you know what? Even right. though they're not right. from the same neighborhood that's as hard as yours, you don't have to be that hard with them. Right. And that's what? the thing that. Yeah. I need to ask the second and third questions real quickly here. What is it that gets you up in the morning? Oh, the sunlight when it's up. What's the, the thing that makes me up in the morning is knowing that I have a chance to be better than I was the day before. That's the final, what. Yeah. And the final question, what was your best day? What was my best day? Mm-hmm. What my was your best, best day? my best day would probably be walking out of that hospital bed and knowing that I had more to give. And now that I had that opportunity, I'm taking the opportunity to give more. Wonderful. Well, uh, Saido Kante, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. We hope people go to your website, which is, what is your website? 
So the website is in the works right now, the actual website. It's blessedloveofficial.com. It'll okay. be up in the next few days. Right. Uh, and then you can also go to Instagram, which is blessed, B-L-S-S-T underscore L-U-V. So the blessed love is B-L-S-S-T. So all the blessed that you hear from me is B-L-S-S-T L-U-V. Uh, but the Instagram is B-L-S-S-T underscore L-U-V. And that's the same thing for Instagram. And uh, YouTube is just B-L-S-S-T L-U-V. Okay. Well, I thank you so much for giving us so much time. It's been great being with you. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol. Jeanette, I'm still listening. Dad, continue to be happy. 